Welcome back to the Retro Network Podcast, y'all. Thank you so much. It's your boy, Yak. It's your boy, T. Let's get it. We have another special guest today. And first off, thank you guys so much for subscribers, the comments, the likes, man. We really appreciate the love. We're being heard and we love it, man. Um, but we want to introduce our boy, Steve Hook, or also known as AKA Twist, the founder of Real Homies, Inc. As y'all can see, we're wearing the shirts today. Y'all probably saw on the gram. Shout out for the shirts, man. Thank you so much, Steven. Definitely. But, man, thank you for being here, bro. Thank oh, yeah. you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Um, Steve actually uh, reached out to us, and Steven told us, reached out and told us about his uh, nonprofit, and we're like, yo, it's crazy, and he has a crazy story. We're super excited to, to talk to, talk to you guys about that today. Um, but I guess really to kick things off, um, tell us about your nonprofit and what that's about. Um, well, Real Homies, Inc., it's about um, being a real homie. You know, so many times you can growing up in the hood, and you have – big homies and all these different homies who will lead you to a way to go to prison or get killed or whatever that is, you know. But you need a real homie. Somebody's going to give you some kind of um, light and guidance to live in a successful life without having to commit crime. I love that, man. That's really That's real spit, yeah. Real empowering. And kind of, I am guess, really, the real question is, too, overall, and I feel like that's what the premise of the podcast is really going to be, is what led you to do all that? Let's and we want to take it back, you know. Exactly. We, we want to take it back from the sandbox. Details, uh, just man. you know, a little bit about your story. I'm sure you know it goes yeah. in depth. Well, I mean, I grew up in, in South Central LA on the East Side in the Low Bottoms. And I just grew up one of them badass kids and I have a father, so I just did what I wanted to do. You know, my mom and everybody in the house, they couldn't tell me they couldn't tell me nothing. You know, I needed that male influence. I didn't have it, so I looked for it in the streets amongst my other friends who needed the same thing. So, you know, it's like the, the blind leading the blind. That part. You yeah. know, we try, we all trying to find ourselves, mm-hmm. you know yep. what I'm saying? We try to find ourselves in any kind of way we can. So, you know, I didn't have a father to come and whoop my ass and get me out the streets. It was like a bullet became a belt. And you got to try to stay away from that because you you let that hit you, it might take your life. Wow. The way you put that like that, a bullet became a belt. Right. Yeah, pretty much. So you said you didn't really grow up too much with the father, but you had these role models. The streets were the role models. Yeah, yeah, in the streets, the role models in the streets, they want you to go wild. They want you to be the most violent and the most wild person that you can be, you know, yeah. and I tried to be that. You, you know what's cold about that is that I remember back in the day, not even my generation, I still experienced some shit with my big homies telling me X, Y, and Z, but it used to be, it used to come from, I want the little homie to do better. I want him to do what he needs to do. He don't need to be like us, you know. And then somewhere in there, it got fucked up. Social media or, or God really, knows what. Really, really tell you the truth. You'll have a homie that'll tell you to go to school every day and do this and do that. But then if, if he, when he comes becomes your role model and then you look at what he doing, then you're like, well, shit, he making money. He out here doing what he want to do. You're like, I want to do what you want to do. Yeah, lead by and, example, huh? And that's it. And then a lot of these guys, they like that somebody will look up to them like that. And then they want to be behind them like that. So then they like, that's how, they, that's how it spark off right there. Oh, that's my little homie. He going to do everything. Yeah. I know he loved me. He going to do everything for me that I want him to do. I say, go shoot this person. Oh, yeah, he going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, I got yeah. money. I'm going to take care of him. I'm like the closest thing to a father figure to him. So, 100%, man. I had those type of situations, but I was young and I was smart. You know, even though I did engage, but I engaged in things that I wanted to engage in. See, so people, once I seen older dudes telling people to do stuff that they wouldn't do, I said, I'm cool. I'm not doing that. Say, come with me. And I love you that. Them. You know, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. You said that's that's how you know you've, you've been in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, come um, with me. It takes a little while to learn that one. You yeah. Know, I'll do it, but you come with me. Yeah, I was 16 when I learned that. 
So I said, come with me. He like, oh, man, I'm trying to send you. Man, come with me. Right. Come with me. You sounding scared. Mm-hmm. Like what you would say to me. You, you sounding scared, right? Yeah. Yeah, nah. He ain't going to send me on no torpedo mission, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I still made some bad decisions, you know. I, I felt like I was guiding people the right way, but then I was guiding them the wrong way because I didn't know the right way to go either. 100%. We both running in the walls, you know. So yeah. It's just I, I just been blessed that um, – I mean, I got shot up and went through a gang of stuff, but it's just I've been blessed that I haven't had to see no prison time and be locked down like that. But I realized that Mm -hmm. being locked into a gang, that's what gets you the prison time. Correct. That's what gets you the extra time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you'll go to jail for something for three years, and then you're going to get 10 on top of that. You know, so now you're in there 13 years of your life, 85% of violent crime. I, it just fucking escalates, keeps going. and It then, just keeps going. Yeah. It just keeps going. And then when they go to jail and then they don't snitch, people glorify that. Yeah. So then it's like continuous, continuous, continuous situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, and my profit, my nonprofit is to stop that. If you can, you can stop that at the root right there, you're going to stop everything. A lot of crime going to stop just by showing people love, real love, not the fake love they've been mm-hmm. getting in the streets. I'm glad you said that because even from that. the last podcast that we have, it's all about like showing that love yeah. and showing that you care. Yeah, a lot of a lot of heads literally they just want to be heard, literally just want to be heard, want to feel some kind of like passion that yeah you care about me and mm-hmm. you care about my actual future. Yeah, and trying to be safe. Yeah. Kids want that discipline. They want somebody to tell them don't do that right there. I'm gonna fuck you up. They want that because because you can have your mother and father and they working and doing whatever. You at home with idle time doing whatever the fuck you want to do. You don't got no rules. They need rules. They go to the streets to get rules. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just the rules in the streets is deadly and, and, and life-changing. You can have some rules. You can have a group of people that you can come to and actually take the idle time and use that time as a value to yourself and build yourself up rather than build yourself up in the, in the streets. Right, right. I know people 13, 12 years old died in the streets, shot down dead. You know, because of gang, because of gang banging, that's it. What's like one of the craziest shit you've seen, like growing up, like as a youngster? Like, what's some crazy shit you saw? You were like, "Yo, this is for real. Like, this is where I'm really at." Man, at a young age, seen my boy get his head shot off. I was like nine, ten years old. He was playing with a gun. Yep, playing with a gun. Playing with a gun. And probably a gun that maybe a father had or, or someone or his homeboy had or something. You know, you know, one of the little, one of the little, he's older cat. He's like taped old, up handle, the yeah, old little, school. Little man. janky, little yeah. janky 380. He, 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 everybody want to see it. Everybody younger, man. he older, he come in, yeah. everybody looking up to him like, oh, he got a gun. What, mm-hmm. what, let me see. And then he's showing everybody and it just go off. Bam. Oh. Hit the homie in the face. Wow. So seeing some shit like that didn't make you, um. Like think, fuck it. I'm going 100. percent You know the, the the whatever route. So you can call it a square route. You can call it whatever. I call mm-hmm. it just being a normal fucking person. You know what nah, I mean? cause I experienced too many too much violence. A lot of that. My uncles, I had already experienced seeing my uncles come in the house with knives in their head and all type of shit when they was when I was like six or seven years old. Damn, that's hella damn, young. So young. it was like it was fucked up, but it was just like damn, you know, shit. That was your reality basically yeah. at that time. Yeah, so I just want to get my head busted like that. What were you doing at six years old, just chilling, and then that just they just bust in and they start? Well, I'm just chilling in my grandma's kitchen. And, um, <laughs> That's my grandma, right, in the kitchen. Yeah, I'm in the kitchen. I'm yeah. trying to eat something, you know. And my uncle, I hear a bunch of commotion, and my uncle come in the house. I'm like, 
was that a hat? Was that? I thought it was something like, I didn't know what it was. And he had a knife like sticking out of his head. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, so that was crazy. And it was a whole lot of that? Bunch of incidents back to back, and you of, just kind of. A bunch of violent stuff, and then until I started turning into the, getting into the violence, and it was just a bunch of violence. Like, I didn't do a lot of um, what other people was doing, like stealing and shit like that. I yeah. didn't do a lot of that type of shit. You know, I did a lot of um, violence, a lot of violence, a lot of violent things. And I had a lot of violent things done to me. I got stabbed when I was going to middle school. What? I was just about to ask, what, what, how was your come up, like middle school? Oh, all that you, you still and again people think that just because you may not gangbang doesn't mean you know what I mean like oh, that Pierre, every gang wanted me yeah, they wanted I'm, me they was like oh yeah you finna be from here you mm-hmm. finna be from here oh nah I'm cool especially if they know you're turned up oh yeah, yeah I was they, turned yeah. up oh yeah, yeah. for sure I'm a, you, and you come at me I'm gonna beat you up mm-hmm. first I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just <laughs> jump on you because but see it was because out of, out of fear it wasn't out of no other mm. way it was out of fear I yeah. felt I always felt threatened because mm-hmm. you, you never know what can happen. I seen people turn on each other in the craziest ways. Yep. So out that fear of that, I was like, nah, I don't even got no friends like that. Because um, it's not too many people I trusted. The people that I did trust, they did. And tell me if I'm wrong, if you walk away from that kind of scenario, you're just seen as like this big, like, like you're trash, right? Like in that kind of concept? Or it, it how depends are you seeing on your, that time? It depends on your reputation. Your reputation is yeah, everything. I agree. So that, you know, if your reputation is like you never really did nothing, and you walk away, you ain't did nothing. Then mm-hmm. okay, well whatever. But you can say whatever they want to say. Just don't come at me in no kind of crazy ass way. Then we go. <laughs> but they are. But people know. That's, they they wasn't tripping. Like oh yeah, they, I want to raise my kids, bro. I want to raise my kids. I want to live. When I got shot, you know, I was laying on the, on, the, on the floor. I didn't ask. God for my life, I ask God for my life for my kids. Like I can't let my wow. sons go through this type of shit right here. This is terrible. You know what I'm saying? You, so, you knew from the gate that the, this is horrible. I ain't, yeah, and nobody uh, should be nah, going through this. I got, uh-uh, I got shot up. I had my arm. I couldn't even move it. I got shot with an AK in the arm, so I couldn't even move it. Then I went to the liquor stores. It's, I pulled my shirt down because I see my shirt smoking. It's a bullet hole in my shit, chest. Shit, hold on. You know, so so shit. Take us back to that. Yeah. Let, let's hear that. How that all unfolded. <sighs> okay. Well. See, how old were you though? 25. Let's, 25, okay. Yeah, 25. That was, that was a situation that changed my life right there, though. That changed my life. That made me change my whole point of view, everything, how I seen everything. So up until that point, prior to that, you were still kind of fucking around a little bit, one Demon foot in, time. one foot out? Yeah. Demon time. That was it. That's the only thing I can say is just demon time. So never, never, you never had a, a like, wind of the halls or nothing like that? Um... Yeah, but it was brief. It was brief, yeah. Was I, and, brief. and people don't, yeah, I remember um, my f- first couple little incidents. I remember the, the craziest thing. As soon as I turned 18, I was so used to mom being able to come pick me up. That once you turn 18, I got busted for vandalism, some bullshit. Mom, my brother was with me, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. I didn't fucking know better, and I bring him in, <laughs> you know. Um, police station. Mom's come, picks up my brother, and I see him right out the window walking out, and I'm like, what about me? They're like, you're 18, young man. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I'm like, what? Why, why can't mom's come pick me up, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you don't need mom to pick you up. That's what's going to make you get your mind right. Uh, That's what helps you 100%. get your mind right when you're not mm-hmm. rescued from the bullshit. You know, that's what my mom did. She just, and it ain't that she intentionally did that to mm-hmm. help me. She was just caught up with her own life. What you say, like you're you're a big boy, you you, you keep making these decisions on your she own. Was you like, go. I don't got no car to get there to get you. You did this shit. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Hang up in my face. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. All right, moms. You know. You think she was doing for the right reasons though? Nah, right. she. It wasn't the right reasons. It was. It was because my stepfather. He didn't like me because I wouldn't. You know, once I got to a certain age, I got and me and him got into violent altercations. He stabbed me before too when I was like what? 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah, this bitch ass nigga. Yeah, he stabbed That's me. crazy. I mean, yeah, he shit. Stabbed yeah. Me, and I hit him, and I had to crack him with a baseball bat a couple times in the face. Why did that happen? Because he was on some drugs and he was trying to take my gotcha. mom's purse, and I was just like, look. You ain't finna do that, but my mom would, would my mom would get on my ass if I got on his ass. She'd be like, "Oh, he a gang member, call the police on me and all type of shit." So I said, "I'm not tripping on, on that." Mm-hmm, so he was mm-hmm. my sister was in there trying to protect my mom, and I was like, "My mom might this might be her choice to take this shit, but my sister not about to take this shit." And then after that, it went up. He so he swung a knife at me, cut me, you know what I'm saying? I hit him with a baseball bat, and it just went up from there. You know what I'm saying? I hope I hope he learned his lesson after that. <laughs> no, nah, he didn't. He was, he's still yeah. a piece of shit. So you know? to, 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 but, to go back to the to the oh, but, that event, the getting yeah. shot. Well, my brother, you know, he he's a he's an active gang member, real super active, and um, he went to jail for a double murder. So the the rival gang, who he was beefing with, was just mm-hmm. like trying mm-hmm. to terrorize my mm-hmm. mom's house and us and mm-hmm. everything. It's like, oh yeah, we all from his hood. You see what I'm saying? So my other little brother, and it's like, it was just crazy. It was yeah. just like, it, it was just like numerous shootings. It's like a gang of shootouts. So one day, these but guys. Back to back after the incident, after that incident, it, it was just like, got real hot around there? Real hot. Sometimes yeah. it'll be cool for a couple months. Then well, I guess the shooters get out, and then it's like shootings every week, every week, wow. every week, every week. And, and was that pad, was your mom's pad at that time, or where your brother was at, that was it? They That's knew everybody knew? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's my mom's house. So you know, I try to stay away from there because I got tired of getting shot at, and that shit was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I kept on telling my mom, I'm going to fucking go to jail for murder or something I mean, because it's like it's, it's, it's just too much going on, like way too much. But it's just like one day we was outside, some guys came by, and they was trying to shoot, and I guess their gun must have jammed. I had two guns, and they gun jammed. My brother standing on the porch beating on the door trying to get in the house. And he trying to unjam his gun and kill my brother. So I was like, fuck it, I gotta kill this nigga. So I shot him, shit. His boy left him, he fell out the car. You know, and and I felt like the, the reason why I got shot, it was because I didn't have no compassion for him after he got shot when he was saying, call his mama. That's, that's the first thing I thought about when mm-hmm. I got shot. Let me call my mama. So he was like, call my mom, tell him my mom. I said, man, I'm not After he tried to roll up on you he, yeah. and he got, got he. Yeah, but that's I, not. Man, but see, I at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, I I ain't wanna have to do that to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not I, my. It was for my protection, but mm-hmm. at the same right. time, that's not what God wants us to do to each other. Hundred you know percent. Yeah. And then if you do got to do it, you got to have some kind of compassion. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have no compassion for him because I had the attitude like, you shouldn't have came over here with that. That's was what he a younger, to older dude? He was probably about my age. Okay. Yeah, he was my age actually. Okay. He was my age. So it was just like. It's some kind of spiritual thing. I, I kind of like did that to myself. You know what I'm saying? What what ended up happening in that? Uh, that the ambulance came and picked homeboy up or yeah, something he like was that. Too. But at that so at that moment though, you still weren't shot. No, or did you, okay. No, that I wasn't, wasn't shot. Okay. I the, po- the police came was tripping. They like, oh, you, where you from? Where I said, look, I'm gang bang. You know, because that would have been a difference in the situation. 100%. Right. Yeah. So that because if I would have been gang bang, oh yeah, murder, t- uh, right. 30, 50 years. Nah, I'm gang bang. I'm game back. I do mm-hmm. music, bro. I don't mm-hmm. do that shit. So, you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing that got me out, self-defense. Real shit. So you went to court. You did all that for it, huh? No, I didn't have to go to court. 
Nothing, just right nah, there. My the, neighbors, the... I had already. They, the people that came and shot at me so many times. My neighbors, me, and my son, when he just was born, and my neighbors, my Hispanic neighbors, their kids. We was all at the ice cream truck. Damn, somebody came and tried to shoot. Sounds like some like, South Central movie shit. This uh, shit typical day in the hood. This shit is. A, in my, yeah. I promise to God, I tell people, I said this shit don't even seem real. I had to throw my son on the ice cream truck, pick the kids up, throw them on there. Some girl in the back of the car screaming, "Shoot this nigga!" To the dude, he just didn't. He just. He just didn't shoot. When she grabbed the gun and started shooting, she hit the ice cream truck and shit, but I got the kids out the way. Good, good. So it was like, they came, they told the police, like, oh, yeah, nah, they came over here shooting this, this, and that, and they let me go. And the guns wasn't even in my name, and the 77 gave them back to me. Damn, so I feel like this is uh, <laughs> And 77th is, is, they be doing some shady shit, man. So oh, 77? Yeah, they did. They, they're they notorious, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, they are. They are. Did you feel like you were lucky not getting caught up? <sighs> Blessed. It ain't got nothing to do with luck. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't I was a religious person, but I wasn't that religious before, but it's like God showed me like when I tell when God do something and to put me through a test and I say I ain't gonna do that no more and I don't do it no more, I get blessed immediately afterwards. So my freedom, that's a blessing. Like to have yep. that freedom and knowing that okay, well they could have if they wanted to, they could have tried to tie, do some bullshit, anything, you know what I'm saying? But, right. They really could have, yeah. Yeah. But I still I still got the karma from God from not having compassion for that man. He left, lost his life. Okay, did he end up, I didn't know, okay. Yeah. yeah, he passed away. And that's what made them get on my head so tough. So now gotcha. the incident, even though your pad was already hot, it was a hood spot, they knew where it was at, yeah. it transitioned over from just shit about your brother to now to you. Basically, yeah. that's what that did. It put yeah. the target on your back. Yeah. So it was like the target wasn't even just at my mom's house. It was like everywhere I was at. Yeah, everywhere you were at at that everywhere point. Everywhere I was right at. Yeah. When I seen somebody and, oh, they recognized me and they look like they from over there, it's going up. Shit. Shit. So, so I mean, take us to that day that, that the, because I think you, you had mentioned um, ten, 10 times? Yeah, I got shot 10 times. Wow. But see, that day, that weekend, a lot of spiritual shit happened to me. I, was, I, was, I rode this motorcycle and I put it, something told me. To put a helmet on, cause I ain't know how to ride no damn motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I'm on, I'm on uh, Crenshaw and 80th, so I'm on a motorcycle. A car pull out in front of me, boom! I fall off the car, fall mm-hmm. off the motorcycle, flip off, fall into a pole. I'm like, oh my god, I'm a, I'm gonna go to church the next day. This happened Saturday, so I said I'm gonna go to church the next day. So that, but that Saturday night, I got pissy drunk with with my cousin. We chilling. So Sunday come, I get up to go to church. I'm too, I'm too fucked up still. I'm wow. like, fuck it, I ain't even going to go to church today. I'm going to for sure go next Sunday. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? When well, I should have went that day. Mm-hmm. I should have I went. If I would have went, I probably wouldn't have got shot. Because I got drunk again. Oh, we finna go out? Come on, take me to the house. I'm going to go change my clothes. Somebody waiting at, the, at my mom's house when I get over there to follow us. So I go to my mom's house, change my clothes. Bam, my mom did some shit. All that shit was spiritual. You know what I'm saying? She followed me to the door. She, was, she never do that type of shit. So I get in the car, bam, I leave, go to the liquor store. I come back out the liquor store, I see a dude, he got like half his hair picked out. He's standing close to the car that I was in. So I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? Like kind of like a bum or something. So I get in the car, when I get in the car, I look out the corner of my eye and I see like a rifle. I jump out the car, I'm like, boom, nigga, watch out. So I grab the gun and the clip fell out. And when the clip fell out, he was like, he said his hood. And when he said it, my, I cocked my arm up to punch him because I seen the clip was out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking that, okay, this is an AK. It got one in the chamber. It's still going to fire. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when I so when I cocked my hand up like this, the shit hit me right here. Boom. And when it hit me, it was like, whew, shit. 
And he you ran. Felt it? You felt it right there in that moment? Hell no. But right? it not. It, it was like the. It's like the. That's some, how some, powerful that rifle is. The huh? pressure of it. The pressure Damn. of it was like, bam, like shit. Damn. And then he just ran back. He ran past me and jumped in the car. And I got back in the car. I'm like, hey. I said, man, let's get out of here. They're trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at my boy in the car, and then he look at me. He look at me like this, and then he look around like this behind me. I said, what the hell? And I turn around, and it's another guy. So he hit, the, hit me in the face with the gun. But I pulled it down, and he grazed me on my wrist, and that's the one that hit me in the chest. And when it did that, it's so much stuff that ran through your head. I just remember Tupac saying and 50 Cent saying, jump in the back seat. So I'm trying to get in the back seat. I'm just getting hit. Boom, 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 boom. I feel every bullet hit me. Every bullet hit me until he stopped shooting. When he stopped shooting, I was like, fuck. I really didn't, I really wasn't hurting or nothing like that. And I seen the dudes get in the car. I got back out the car and went to the liquor store. Go start going to the liquor store. The dude I'm in the car with, he started backing up. So I got to ask him, like, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I go in the liquor store. I'm like, hey, somebody call the paramedics. You know what I'm saying? I'm shot, whatever. I know I can't move my hand at all. So I'm like, um, I seen this old dude. He's like, where you shot at, man? Where you shot at? Because I had a long sleeve shirt on. <clears throat> he was like, uh, I was like, pull my shirt up, let me see. So he pulled my shirt up, and he was like, oh, man, you shot bad. When he said that, I was like, damn. And then I seen my shirt smoking. When I looked down, I'm like, what no. the fuck? That's so pulled, what? Yeah, so I pulled the shit down, I'm like, shit, it's like a hole right here over my heart. Oh, shit. And I was like, damn, that shit made me get weak in the knees. And I had to sit on the liquor store floor, and I was like, look, let me, told the dude I was in the car, I said, let me see your phone, and call my mom's. So I called my mom, I said, hey, mom, look, I just got shot. She was like, why are you so calm? Why? I said, I don't know. I'm, I just got shot. I'm on 7th Avenue Lawson. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Like, I just got shot. And I told her who shot me. Who got me shot? So, um, <clears throat> the, the paramedics and the police, they ain't no good when it comes to gang violence. They ain't no good. Mm-hmm. They standing around. Like, we standing there like 10 minutes. I'm laying on the floor. They standing there like, waiting for me to die. I'm like, hey, what hospital am I going to? They're like, oh, we're trying to find right. one right now. I got to keep on asking them this shit. You know what I'm saying? So they finally they finally put picked me up, put me in the back of the paramedics. Police officer got in there with me. He's staring in my face. And I'm looking at him. I ask him. I say, hey. He said, ignore me a little bit. I said, hey, man, you think I'm going to die? And he ignored me. I said, hey. I said, you think I'm going to die? He's like, man, I don't know. And I said, man, I ain't going to die, bro. That's what I told him. Because God just put that into me. It's just it's like, and God knew I had faith in it when I, when I was on the floor. I skipped a whole bunch of shit, the spiritual shit that was happening at that time. Like, there's a lot of spiritual stuff happening. You know, that's the reason, maybe that's the reason why I was calm. So, he, so God communicate those things to me. But God knew that I had faith in him when I had a gun in the car with me. But, and I was like, the boy was like, um, the boy was like, hey, man, you want, like, I said, why would you want to bring that to me? I'm, I'm shot in the police from the only way. I said, I'm not trying to, I said, I'm not trying to go to jail after I get shot. So with that statement, I feel like I made that statement is that, that God knew that I knew I seen my way through it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, after, after when the police was doing that and I told him I didn't get, I, I wasn't going to die. And after that, I just went into shock and went into a coma. I was down for like, and the crazy thing about it is I got shot on a Sunday. And I woke up out of the coma on a Sunday. So you were in coma for how long? Seven weeks, exactly. Damn, seven yeah. weeks? Yeah. What, are, what is happening during that? Like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God. What happened with me, people have different experiences. But what happened with me was, like, torture. It was no torture. 
It was torture. It was like, think about all your worst dreams happening to you, and you can't get out of it. Oh man! How many yeah, times I got oh, shot in that coma? Numerous times, and it happened over and over again. I couldn't change it, but it was like the devil playing a a, a game of fear with me. Cause it's times I did get scared, and they said that I flatlined a couple times. So the devil was trying to steal my soul, and it was just like the most scariest things ever. Just think about like the most scariest things, like the shit they talk about, lizard people and shit like that. Oh, so you were seeing like weird shit, like weird, weird yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. crazy, crazy something. shit. Yeah. I'm talking about crazy shit. People dying, people hurt. Like it's like it was, it was like a time portal of everything fucked up. It was like different times and some things that happened. Like I, one time it was, in, it was like in a helicopter, and we was just looking at something. It was like war on the ground. They said you got to get out right here. What the fuck? Yeah, it was just like a crazy ass bad dream. It was like and, and no waking up from it, huh? To a point where I started getting to that point where it was like, this shit, this is a dream in a coma. I'm telling mm. myself, this is not real. This is not real. Because it's unbelievable. It's okay. not real. It's like cartoon shit. This is not. And the shit can't. But see, this is the thing. The shit can't even touch you. It's all fear in the mind. Because nothing touched me. Nothing hurt me. Nothing did nothing. Even when I got shot over and over again, it was the fear of getting shot that I was hyperventilating and tripping on. You know what I'm saying? Even when like, I had PTSD moment. I used to have like a lot of PTSD moments and I remember it was just like, it was just like my mind. So that shit was fucking with me when I was in a coma. It was, it was crazy. But the end of the coma, it was, you guys ever heard of purgatory? Yeah. The in between? Yeah. You know, uh, like okay. Dante's Inferno. Educate, educate me a little bit. It's like, It's like, I could tell you, let me tell you. Okay, it's, I, I smoked Sherm one time when I was like 13 or something mm, like that by accident. Old school, huh? Yeah, by accident. And Sherm did the effect of what happens, what's happening in purgatory. Think about a million people crying. And Sherm is like a million people trying to whisper in your ear, and you're trying to hear, like, what? And you're trying to hear, like, everybody's saying something, but everybody's saying a whole bunch of shit, you can't even hear it. Mm. So you know it's like the devil, you're like, oh, get away from me, don't talk to me, ah. So I start going crazy and shit. So purgatory is like a million people crying because they stuck for judgment day. Wow. And then it's like a big ass tree. That's fucking scary. Yeah, terrifying. But the terrifying thing is not even just that. They, they're crying because of fear. They're not even watching, they're not even watching in faith. Mm -hmm. They watching the fear. It's a big ass tree with demons on it, snakes, all type of shit. All type of shit. Mm -hmm. Crazy ass shit. And I looked, and I was like, oh, hell no, nah, that's not for me. You know, I, I didn't feel, I didn't have no fear. Did, did you ever question yourself? Like, am I dead or alive? Is this hell? Is this for heaven? Real. Like, maybe I'm nah. tripping and maybe I'm already there. Nah. You knew where you were at. No, nah, it's a journey, bro. You knew you were still in limbo or something it's, was happening. It's, you knew a, you... It's, it's some kind of journey. Yeah. It's some kind of experience. It's just like, you know, I just knew that I was somewhere where I know I didn't belong. That was it. You got what I'm saying? I wouldn't. I wasn't in fear like everybody else that was crying. Like a million people crying is, it'll drive you crazy. But Man. it was like. Were you able to hear people from the outside start trying to talk to you? No. No, I didn't hear nobody from the outside. I don't remember hearing nobody from the outside at all. Maybe at certain parts or something, I don't know. But no. I, I, I mean, shit. I don't know. And you, do That's you remember scary. like a big blur or something like that? Because it's not like you're not remembering days of the coma, right? You're just like all one big long memory or something? 
One big long ass nightmare. One nightmare, yeah. Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it ain't no. It wasn't no dream. It was like, it was a nightmare. It's like constantly fear, constant fear, constant fear. Until I start telling myself, ah, oh, this shit ain't real, and then that's when I came out of it. You gotta be strong minded for that. Yeah, I'm a strong minded person. There's yeah. numerous times that people have wanted me. Hey man, you could be from the hood. Nah, bro. I lo- I got love for you, bro. When I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I see what happened with, with niggas that, like, gang junctions and all that type of stuff. People don't even got to go to do nothing. You just hanging mm-hmm. out with your friends because you from this hood and you let the police know that. And, and like, my uncle used to always say, because they was gangbangers, they said, never tell the police. If you was a gangbanger, never tell the police that. That's a secret. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to do that shit. You doing their job for them. Make them do their job. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, shit. So seven weeks you were in a coma. Yeah. You woke up and what happened as soon as you woke up? I cried every day for like four what, months. What, what about like being, the moment you woke exactly. up? Exactly. Was your family there? Was it just no one there? Because it just they didn't know when you were gonna wake up. Exactly. Or? It was a spirit. It was another spiritual thing. You know, when I woke up, it was a lady there and then two guys, and a Hispanic lady and two guys or whatever, and she was praying and. And, and and when I woke up, I remember she just was crying. She, she, I just what? started crying when I looked at her, yeah. So, like, some, a day went by, and I asked the nurse, I said, what happened to the lady that was in here? They was like, there wasn't nobody in here. I said, you a gunshot no. victim. Everybody that come in here got to be got to be signed wow. in and out. Wow, bro. So then a couple years later, my dad posted a picture of my great-great-grandparents. What? <laughs> Don't tell me, bro. That shit gave me chills, but yeah, it was them. I just start crying again. That shit was like crazy. That <laughs> shit was crazy. Deep. I like. I want to tear up. That's yeah. so wild. Real, bro. Oh my gosh! So that you shit. had no idea who that was, and you find out later on. Later on, later on, it was crazy. That was, that was that was crazy, but you know, you got ancestors on that side. They didn't die for nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, they on that side waiting and helping you. That's why I was wondering, like, why you know certain things haven't happened to me because they helping me. And they they know that I that they know that I'm hard headed, so yeah, I might have to take me one time, you know what okay. I'm saying? But uh, after that, I, I'm I'm gonna be on point for sure. That's it. You, you so when you woke up, you, that's what you saw that, and then what was the experience like after that? You were crying for days. What were you thinking though when you cried? Like, first I was crying about like, damn, I got shot in my arm. My shit ain't gonna be the same. I ain't gonna be able to play football and basketball with my sons because you know I like to be athletic and shit yeah. so I was crying about that shit then I started crying about like damn why am I here everybody else dying I remember that summer Luther Vandross had died one of my other partners he got shot he got killed a couple people got killed it was like it was crazy mm-hmm. that summer 2005 in LA it was like gang wars everywhere so this was in 05 yeah okay so it was just like I cried about shit like that shit I cried about all type of shit I cried about I cried about revenge. I cried about everything because that's who I was. I was a revengeful person. If you do something to me or somebody I love, I'm going to come to your house, mm-hmm. kick your dough in. You feel me? Yeah. Your granny going to suffer. But see, that was demon time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. feel me? I, that was shit that I didn't care about. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a value for my own life, or let alone value somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And I had kids. I had daughters and shit. So I got a gang of kids. I had kids before then. But it's just like I didn't... <sighs> I just didn't take it serious because their mamas wouldn't let me see them, and I was wondering why, because I was dangerous. I was outside playing in the yard with my kids, and then uh, like, like that happened? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. 
So when people did stuff like that to me, it made me do those things back. If you, I don't give a fuck who outside. Y'all coming shooting at me and mine? Oh, yeah, for sure. But they better not come outside. My kids can't come outside and play. Nobody kids can't come outside and play. That was, that was, that's not how I was supposed to be thinking. I was thinking in 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 an evil, in an evil devilish way. And that's why me getting shot like that was a blessing. It was a blessing. It was a blessing for myself, for my kids, for everything, for my whole life. It changed my life. Who's the first family member that seen you right after? My mom. It was mom's, huh? Yeah. Okay. Right after I got shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom. Yeah. Oh, after I woke up out of the coma. After you woke up out yeah. of the yeah, coma. Yeah, that's what I started. That's, you know, that's the first thing you do. Hey, where my mom Where's at? Where's mom's at? Oh, God. You know? Oh, God. And me and my mom didn't even have a good relationship at first. Mm-hmm. I didn't even call her mom. I used to call her by her first name. But after that situation, it was just like, nah, I gotta, I gotta, and this, and this is the big thing for everybody need to learn this right here. Just because somebody do something to you or come at you a certain way don't mean that you gotta do that. Because you doing that is sending yourself to hell. You know what I'm saying? They already gonna do whatever they gonna do. They gotta deal with what they gotta deal with. Well, they gonna fuck their karma up. They gonna do all that, but you can't do it back. There's more power in not doing it back than doing it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I 100% agree, and my, my philosophy is nine times out of 10, they get what they got coming eventually. When you're living that lifestyle, the only thing that comes in return is, is negative shit, or you're going down a fucked up route, or how many times have you heard that, oh, homeboy, whoop, whoop, end up getting smoked. You're like, well, shit. It, it always happens like that. Always happens like that. Always happens like that. You kill somebody, you're gonna get killed, mm-hmm. you know? That's, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. Everybody I know that ever did that, they end up getting killed or getting life in prison. So you yep. ain't going nowhere free. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, but that that right there alone, I just don't never want nobody to have to go through that type of shit. So mm-hmm. that's why I formed, you know, uh, my nonprofit is because I see it's a lot of kids out there who don't have that love and attention and that guidance. You know what I'm saying? And they just need somebody just to be able to check up on them, make sure that they doing what they said they want to do and or they dream or whatever to help them accomplish that. Rather than pull them into some bullshit for a couple of dollars, oh, you could sell this for me or you could do this right here or come down here and get tied up inside some other shit now they in mm-hmm. prison or something like that. Like, I had homeboys that that shit, got happen, that shit happened to them. They wasn't gangbanging. They just got tied into some bullshit, went to jail for the rest of their life. Damn. Just getting out. Just getting out. They went to jail when we was in our 20s. They just now getting out right now. I just literally, I just experienced that right now. A lifer showed up, 26 years. Somebody puts a FaceTime of somebody he knew back in the day. He's like, I haven't seen her since '86. I was like, What the fuck? Come on, man. We got to do better. We shouldn't. We shouldn't have to see reunite that way, you know. But see, that's the the reason why is because not not it ain't even just like okay fathers. It's like a certain type of father. That's what made Nipsey so great and strong mm. because he fathered niggas. Niggas that mm. was older than him, he fathered niggas. Oh yeah, nigga, let me give you a job. Let me tell you something, you need to be doing better than that. You need to, mm. you do that type of shit and give me direction and guidance. That's that's what make you magic, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't have that. You can have a father and a mother in the home, like I said, and they don't pay attention to what you're doing. They don't give a damn, because they everybody caught up in their own life, stuck in the phone and all that other type of shit. Like, no, I be in my kid's shit. Yep, for yep. real, cause I refuse. Y'all gonna? I told him you everything. You gonna gangbang anything like that? 
You better make sure you with some real gangbangers because I'm jumping out the car beating everybody's ass. <laughs> don't hang out with him. Don't mm-hmm. You don't hang out over here no more. This ain't happening. This ain't happening, period. My, I, I fucked up and I let my nephew get killed. Wow. Oh, you know what man. I'm saying? And that happened like in 2000, 2015. You know what I'm saying? Fresh and, too. And that was yeah. fresh. So uh, that right there, I, I feel like I started the real homies more for him because I failed him. You know what I'm saying? And the things I was, I was trying to do, I felt like I failed him because he still went and found a way to go gangbang. And even though maybe I should have handled it in a different way, like, okay, you know what? I don't know. I don't know, but I feel like I failed him, you know. And then time before he got before he got shot, me and him had got into it, and I told him I was going my way to the house. I said, "Hey, man, you know we got to get down when I get back. I don't like your mouth." So then he was like, "Oh, well, whatever. I ain't even gonna be in your house." And then he left, and then he called me the day he was finna he was finna go fight somebody. I said, "Why were you gonna go fight somebody? You wouldn't even go fight me. I love you. Somebody else gonna kill your ass because you irritating." I said, "So you need to come home, nigga, and come talk to me." And he didn't, and he never came back. You know, he did. So, That's a cold. Sorry wow. to hear that, man. That's a cold fucking uh, cold reality that that shit. So so many people fucking have to go through, you know. And and a lot of people won't know until they go through it. And 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 you would think the outcome would be something fucking positive, like you're doing now. It don't be. They scared. Yeah. They scared. They scared, bro. Promise to God. Because mm-hmm. after he got killed, a lot of his homies, they 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 got up out of there. Everybody was, it was all fun and game banging and playful until somebody get mm-hmm. killed. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shit. And, and the sad part is the homies don't really deal with it. Their lives go on. And it's homeboy's mom. Yeah. Uncle. Yeah. Brother. Sis, they got to live with that. They got to live with that shit. Your homie's still doing them. They ain't mm-hmm. lose no family member, somebody that they going to think about and want to cry about or nothing like that or mm-hmm. feel like, damn, I could have. They ain't got no regrets for you. They don't give a damn. They were shit. They regret that you left too soon and you couldn't defend their shit that they was on already. It's a bunch of little marks. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times gangbanging be a lot of mark niggas. For real, they just be scared too. And and it ain't, nothing, ain't nothing wrong with being scared. Nothing wrong with being scared. 100%. That's it. But yeah. you have to recognize that you what you're in fear of and take, your, take yourself out of that situation. you putting yourself in a worse situation where you got to be more scared. I don't like yeah. looking over my back and my shoulder and all that type of shit. I don't like that type mm-hmm. of shit. That's so why I got the fuck out of L.A., you know? I'm cool. It just make you feel like that out this motherfucker. Yeah, no, that, that makes hella sense. What were, the, like, oh. the, the first steps that you took as soon as you got out of coma to really be like, like, I'm sorry, like, what changes did you start making? Like, the first changes that... Yeah, that's what I was left wondering, LA. Too. Like, man... Say that again. I left LA. So where'd you? Where'd you, so how, you couldn't? I, I'm a. I'm thinking you couldn't leave immediately. I'm thinking you had to heal a little bit or something like that. I gotta get out of LA. I learned how to walk out in the, in the IE. In okay, so you're like fucking it. That's I need. I'll here. do all that over there. You found. I'm out of here. First, first opportunity. You said we gotta go. I'm out of here. Go. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm wow. Cool. So I, real quick, I'm wondering. You mentioned your arm. Oh yeah. You noticed that first thing. But you got hit a bunch of other times. That was the only thing you like immediately noticed. Um, like no, no chair well, or rib or chair. I felt all the other shots. I got shot in the neck. I got shot in the side. I lost God a kidney. Damn. I lost my spleen, my colon. I mean, my colon was hit. A bunch of things. I lost a bunch of different things in my body, you know. And and, and it's just like shit. The the most thing is you, you know it's your arm. That's your 
that's what you right. do. Yeah, your movement. Yeah, it's, your, it's every day, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And you can see it. So that's the thing that's, you know, the most noticeable thing. Plus, shit, I'm amazed they even have an arm because when I got shot, it, like, disintegrated my bone. Because I got shot damn. at close range, you know? The bullet didn't even... Because AK bullets, when they pick up enough velocity or they have, you know, enough range, they start spinning. That's mm-hmm, what they knock mm-hmm. out so big of pieces of shit. But this one, it was still... It just went straight. Pew! Cut through my bone like butter. God damn. Like knife. Yeah. So, so it was a bunch of rehab right after that? Yeah. Yeah, it was a bunch of rehab. But then at the same time, too, then my mind was still slipping back and forth to some bullshit, too. So so I, I was just like, it was just crazy. Even yeah. in Riverside? Even when you just changed location? Well, you're see, picking up- well, see, let me tell you about Riverside. Riverside, there's a lot of guys out there from L.A. And okay, then yeah. they might be some marks. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them was. And... The gang of the people who shot me is hanging out with people who's supposed to be cool. So I had to tell, I, I just, I was turning up out there too. You know what I'm saying? But I had to realize, like, you know what? I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. So, but I, I, it's just like, it was a hard thing, bro. It was a hard thing. To avoid prison is a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you were still having kind of moments, even when you moved out, you still kind of. I mean, if you see my Instagram page, you see it's a lot of crazy ass, you know, <laughs> protection on there and shit. Okay. So yeah, niggas, I was tripping. I was and tripping. technically, you can own you can own guns and all that, right? Yeah, I don't have no felonies. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, I don't, I don't own guns. You know, yeah. rifles and yeah. then the all whole type of shit. Yeah. big big guns, mm-hmm. big guns. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So you know, shit. I don't. But see, I don't. I don't. I always say this right here. I pray I don't have to shoot nobody, you know? hundred percent. You probably pay taxes, shit. That's the last thing on your mind. That's the last thing I want to do is hurt anybody, and I damn sure don't want to be hurt. I'd rather hurt a whole army of motherfuckers before I see anybody I love hurt again, or my kids especially. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. I die first. Fuck it. I take it. But I can't let that happen to nobody else. Like, that was terrible. So you mentioned the first step being going out out there. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you? Because I see you kind of started getting that whole spiritual component into it too. Did that kind of start easing in once no. you moved out? Nah, I've I been I was spiritual after I uh, woke up out that coma. That's right. That's when that happened. That's when that. Uh, yeah, I, I was spiritual. Like yeah, I used to get into it with people and be like, "Look, man, I rather I rather just shake your hand, bro, and just say, you know." Well, it's, it just we have a different opinion. You don't talk to me no more because nigga, I almost shot you in your face. Cause I'm tripping. I said, cause I'm tripping. I done gave niggas passes. I seen them banging on somebody that's cool with me. I be like, hey, look. I say, I hope y'all got some guns or something. Why y'all doing all this? Like, hey man, we'll do. I said, cause I could have did y'all like this. I said, but I'm not gonna do that to you because this this is for protection. Y'all not no threat. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, this is for y'all protection too. What if somebody come over here tripping trying to hurt you? Mm-hmm. You feel me? I said, this is love, bro. I don't got no problem with nobody. I don't want no problem with nobody. I'd rather give you a hug, my nigga, than have to kill you or make you kill me. You know? Yep. So at, at, at the end of the day, the first thing a person shouldn't want to do is want to get violent. That's the last thing that you're going to have to do if you mm-hmm. got to defend your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not the first thing you want to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's the first thing they teach you to do in the streets. A lot of emotion. Too much emotion. Too much emotion. The more violent you are, the more respect you get. You know? But 
And that's what sometimes you don't have a father, that's what you need. Because a father going to give you the mass whoopings where you be like, nah, I'm cool. I don't need that. Yeah. You don't have a father, you don't have no discipline and shit. You don't know what, you don't know what kind of ass whooping you're going to get. <laughs> Whether it be 100 years in prison, mm-hmm. 50 years in prison, shit, 100, 100 bullets in your face, you don't know what the hell going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Those are the streets for you when, when, yeah. when that's who you look up to, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, it's easy to die. It's easy to die and it's hard to live. It's easy to die. One of my homeboys told me one day, he, he spent a lot of time in prison. And he told me, he said, hey, man, he said, I can't take this shit. I said, what? He said, man, it's just too much. He said, I'd rather go back to prison. It's easier. Wow. I, and he, when he said that, I was just like, that shit damn that made me want to cry because it was like he giving up on life. I was going to you know say defeated. Like, what defeated. the fuck? Yeah. That is you getting crazy. out here, can't get a job because you've been in prison. You can't do nothing. I was like, man, that's, that shit was sad. You know what I'm saying? But he was one of the first people that I tried to help. Okay. So, you know, and I helped him, and he's doing better now, you know, thank God. But it's just like, that's that's so sad. That's so sad. It's just to hear. And, and, and in a way, I feel like I kind of fucked up his life because I used to take him on missions with me when he mm-hmm. was a little kid, you know what I'm saying? So he started doing his own missions, going to prison and shit, doing all this weird shit. It was like, nah, bro, this not, this not even it. Ain't nobody even doing this no more. Yeah. Ain't nobody even doing this type of shit no more, bro. People, people trying to get away from, from the BS. You know? So, so after seeing, seeing your homeboys like that, where you now you want to help, now you do that. How, how many? What did it take for you to be like, fuck it? Instead of, instead of, not saying anything or being passive about it, let me jump into it and start helping out. Let, let me. I mean, because it's like shit. Me not saying nothing, it was kind of irritating me because mm-hmm. I don't like to be around people that's negative. You know, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to be around that type of shit. So it's like. It's just like I had to say something. It's like God put something on my heart that I got to tell him, like, look, man, you're not doing the right thing, bro. Mm-hmm. You're not doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? you doing this. You're in and out of prison fucking with drugs. Like, that's, that's it. The drugs and, and not having nothing to do. Devil's workshop, that's man. It. That's it. Yeah. You easily going to go to prison mm-hmm. or get killed trying to steal somebody's shit. Something going to happen to you, you know. But Yeah. That's what happened, man. You know what I'm saying? You graduate from the gangbanging shit to going to prison to now you just don't have a life because mm-hmm, right. you done fucked it up so many you can't get a job doing shit. So especially with violent crimes, you don't get a job. Nobody want to be around nobody who's going to pop off and be on some crazy shit because you can't think like a man and be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. nah, dude. See, we, we go through that every day. You know, sometimes they come out too fresh out and we're like, look, let's settle down. Before the job, to teach you how to do an email resume, yeah. change that voicemail, big dog. Get, yeah. get that. Uh, this is big, nasty, whatever. Get that yeah, out of your nah, voicemail. Nah. Let me let me get you right. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah get so. to society. That's mm-hmm. it. Learn about your credit. You know what I'm saying. That's another thing that my nonprofit do. We teach people about credit, building businesses. You know, That's and nice. then um, like say if people have to retur- have to do uh, community service and they hold professional license, have them come and train the kids, do be exterminator if that's Man, what you want to yeah, do, that's good. a barber, anything like that right there, just to help them, spark something in them that can give them something to be successful with rather than be like, oh yeah, man, I got this bag of weed or, you know what I'm saying, you want to sell some shit? No, we gonna, that shit right there going to see into the penitentiary. All that shit is mm-hmm. immature shit. You know what I'm saying? We don't got to live that life. We don't got to live that yep. way. There's too many ways you can make money. If you don't want to go to college, at least make sure you graduate from high school. 
and then find you something. There's so many ways you can make money on the internet. You can make money off of that. That's uh, the that's the uh, man. It, once you figure out that formula, it's gold. You yeah, know, there, yeah. there's so much you could do now. You expect, even with a car, you yeah. never have an excuse to be broke nowadays. Never you know? have no excuse to be broke. You can go just fix your credit a little bit, go get a car with five hundred dollars down from CarMax, put it on Toro, and make money off of it. Damn, that's that quick, that easy. Yeah, Fresh out the right pen, there. you could do that. Somebody, you find somebody, piggyback off their shit, build your credit mm-hmm. up. Now you got seven hundred credit score. Go to CarMax, go get a mid-range car, about twenty thousand dollars. You don't got put. Sometimes you don't put no money down, depending on what your credit mm-hmm. looks like. Nine times out of ten, you've been the penitentiary for 10, 15 years. You, your credit is clean. Mm-hmm. You go get that. You start making money. Start making you a thousand dollars extra a month or two thousand dollars a month. Go get you another car. Yeah. So it's ways you could do stuff. I just try to give them them ways mm-hmm, rather right. than them trying to figure out, oh, man, well, how are we going to do this? How are we going to scam? Don't do nothing. Don't do none of that shit. You hot. Yeah. So anything parole, you do, anything you got a bunch you do, of shit. Yeah, anything you do is going to send you right back to the penitentiary if you don't have no kind of paper trail of how you did it. Mm-hmm. You got to it gotta make sense. Yeah. So. What's dope is that you, you teach him the whole entrepreneurship mindset, but you're an entrepreneur yourself. You have a food trailer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still being built right now. Oh, no way. How do yeah. you get into that? Um, Just food, cooking for my kids, shit, and just people enjoying my food. So I was like, okay, you know what? I can make it a business. Anything that I do, I try to make it a business because I don't like working for people, but I like working with people. Right, you know, so. right. That's the whole thing. I try to put together something I can do and I can have control of and then I can be able to hire the people that I want to hire and bring in there. It's not like, oh, no, nah, he got mm-hmm. a record of this, this, and that. It's about being able to see somebody for their character mm-hmm. and who they want to be because everybody want to be somebody. I think that's an underestimated statement, man. Um, that's really where the gang banging, the, we don't have pops. That's where all that starts. We just want to be acknowledged. We want to be, be somebody. somebody. We want to be, be somebody. Know. Nobody want to be nobody's. Everybody want to be somebody. You just got to find a way for you to be a positive somebody Mm -hmm. that can help yourself. Or you can help somebody else. Somebody else be somebody, too. That's it. If I can be to somebody to help somebody find themselves, I'm winning. I'm blessed. Yeah. And I think that 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 right there is fucking super important, finding themselves. Because being a somebody... The shit you see on TV, that that may not be it for you. you. You may get a whole lot of satisfaction from something else, from fucking baking a cake. Right. You don't know what that fitting may instill in you. Right. From fucking, you know, working a nine-to-five shift, getting paid out, putting work boots on, you just never know. Right. And if you don't try it and you keep trying all this negative shit and wondering why you keep end up in square one, you know, it's, with a violation after violation. It's just because people don't want to humble themselves. Hmm. I be baking cakes and shit. I sell cakes. I bake cakes. Do all the type of shit. Man. I be telling my kids like, you know what? Y'all don't even know what type of dad y'all got. I didn't even know you bake cakes. <laughs> I was completely random with that one. I know, but, but yeah, that's just that's just true. Exactly. I be cooking and shit. I be doing because you have to humble yourself. Mm-hmm. See, people know how to do shit. They don't want to humble themselves, but they be like, ah oh, man, that's gay. You baking cakes? I saw what? What you doing? Right. A whole lot of nothing. What you doing? <laughs> Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. You put my face on a cake and say, oh yeah, that's. That's the cake man. I'll be that before That's I want to be dead. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be dead and I don't want to be in jail. You know what I'm saying? I'll be I want to be somebody. All day. Yeah, I want right. to be somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, mm-hmm. everybody want to be somebody. Yeah. So shit, I'm still trying to be somebody. Trying to find out what's what's gonna be what's gonna be the best thing for me to be able to mm-hmm. where I can be happy every day and this make me happy doing this shit. 
So Real Homies, where's that base out of? Is that in L.A. or uh, you're, you're still in San Bernardino now? Or yeah, not San Bernardino? No. Or Riverside I forget County. they're different. Uh, my fault. Yeah, That's San my... Bernardino, same as L.A. I be okay. <laughs> doing the same shit. Yeah, yeah. San Bernardino, terrible. Yeah, but it's a lot of people in San Bernardino that need help though. That's one thing, man. I've I've always noticed that. Sorry to cut you off. I just one of my biggest things: Palmdale, Lancaster, Pomona, all those areas. All those they areas. don't. Yeah, yeah, all those areas because nobody don't got nothing to do. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then another thing is too is like it ain't no real OGs like it was back in the day. Mm. It ain't none of that. Everybody clout chasers. You know what I'm saying? Everybody on the on the bullshit. Demon Demon time is regular time now. Taking over, you know what I'm saying? I was just in an event last weekend in San Bernardino. I saw a guy get slept right in the middle of the street. Like, literally just got knocked out. Bam. Straight no fucking way. Down to the ground. Head hit the concrete, bro. We're, me and my boys were just chilling. We were going to the event. We're like, yo, what do we do? Do we pick, Like, what do we Shit, do? Shit, you turn around and you bro, walk the other way. We were literally like, like my own motherfucking oh, business. Exactly. We were so close. Because whoever knocked his ass out probably said, whoever picked him up getting shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-uh. I guess the dude was some druggie that was like following the guy. He was like, yo, get the fuck away from me. I'm going to mm. sleep your ass. Next thing you know, I slept him on the street and homie walked away. We're like, bro, poor guys in the middle of the street. There's a bunch of fucking cars going by. But see, that's that's the thing I just told you. Just like no fathering. Exactly. That's how you got to get your whooping. He just told you to get away from him. Like your father tell exactly. you, go sit your ass down somewhere. You still in his face. You finna get your ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you got knocked part. the fuck out. <laughs> we did. We picked him up and we put him on the sidewalk. Oh, you guys boys. did pick him yeah, up. Yeah, we huh? picked him up. Okay. We're like, yo, we can't leave him on the street like that. We still got a heart. You feel so me? my boy, yeah, got a heart. So huh? we picked okay. him up. We put him on the sidewalk, but my boy was bleeding, like literally just slapped, just like this, bleeding from his mouth. I mean, that's like, dope that you helped him, though. That's dope. But it's not a lot of it's Definitely. the world. How the world is, you can't even be. It's like you can do. You can be doing that. Like that lady that was doing something, she was feeding the homeless or doing something like that, and then when a homeless guy stabbed her, a nurse. Oh what? Yeah, yeah. man, you you yeah. just fucking never know. It's like you can't yeah. you you could think that you helping somebody, and then all of a sudden now you the victim of some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, I, I it's, it's times I'm trying to help people, they cuss me out. I just smiled back. Like, okay, I'm sorry. Shit, that's all right. Let me yeah. get out your way. I think that's a really important topic because I think vulnerability is so important, and a lot of these individuals mm-hmm. nowadays they don't want to get help. Like, they feel like getting help is making you weak. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's and above I, them. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Nah, man. Feel, Sometimes feel, just reach the fuck out. Reach yeah, out, man. Yeah. They don't want to feel low. Mm-hmm. But, you know, shit. I don't know. It don't matter how high I get. I'm still reaching higher. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Shit. Somebody pulled me up. Somebody mm-hmm. pulled me up. This motherfucker shit. Shit. So, I mean... So real homies, who who do you guys primarily uh you 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 prefer to work with adults, youth, both doesn't matter anybody both. that's reaching out. But anybody that need help, anybody that need a real homie. Okay. Anybody that's ready to change their life and not be on no mm-hmm. bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Who dedicated to this themselves? You yeah. Gotta be selfish and be dedicated to uplifting your own life. Mm-hmm. I love that shit went so smooth. Uh, anybody that needs a real homie is really what it is, that's and it applies yeah. everywhere. Yeah, that's it. You no know, no matter the age, no matter the nothing. You know what I'm saying? You need a real homie. You shit. You might need a conversation. You might need any kind of anything, yeah. some kind of direction to direct you in the right place to find a shelter or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and that's another thing I'm trying to do right now too. That's why I'm trying to build um, this brand up bigger because I want to get I want to get a house. You know what I'm saying? They call it the homie house. You know, oh, everybody got a homie house where they crash hard. at, right? Yes. I'll hard. go to a homie house, take a shower, you know what I'm saying, do your thing. You got a job, oh, yeah, you can stay here. The state going to pay for it. You stay here, you, your job, you're going to pay rent. But at the end of your at the end of your 
your term, you're going to be able to get that money, all that money that you pay rent back to go get you a place and be able to be in society. But That's you got to learn how to pay rent and budget your stuff first. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. just giving them something because a lot of people just need that love. That's it. 100%, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know shit. It's times, it's many times I didn't crash at the homie house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And cap went over there, ate, chilled with their moms and shit, all type of shit. And it's, they did that at my house too with my mom. So, you know what I'm saying? Shit. That's an important thing. People don't be having that. They don't have that family dynamic. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they want that. They yearn yeah. for that shit. So. I love that concept. Uh, uh, the it's shit. Go to the homies' house, crash out. They don't know, quote unquote, homies. Homies is a you know, you're right. the homies, the real homies. You feel yeah, me? real homies gonna open the door for you anytime. You feel mm-hmm. me? Somebody gonna be up to open the door for you. See what's up. Yeah, that's yep. it. But you gotta it's certain things. You gotta. You can't be on drugs. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to get clean, and I know other play, programs to help you get into. Nice. You feel me? So that's it. Just trying to give some direction. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Rather than the wrong direction. And also, uh, it's important that a lot of that comes from somebody that looks like the folks that we're serving. You know, a lot of the times I know when you're in their suit and tie, a homie ain't they trying to go. To, they they, they going to listen know. to this. Exactly. They want to see, oh, this nigga, what, nigga, what you doing? Oh, mm-hmm. let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm helping people. I'm trying to do some real shit. You want to know how to, what to do? I can show you what to do. They're going to listen to it. 100% of the time. They're going to listen to this shit. Yeah. This, at the end of the day, when you, if you die or you get killed, none of this shit don't mean nothing. But that's what, get, that's what gets the attraction. Yeah. You can't get the attraction in a suit talking to them. You you might as well be the police. They ain't listen to mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? They ain't listen to that shit. They gonna listen to somebody who's gonna tell them some real shit. I'm gonna tell them some real shit. I ain't gonna sugarcoat it. Yeah. You want it, you then you have to get it. I'm not gonna chase you down and be like, hey, wait, you are you coming here today? <laughs> no, nigga, if you don't come mm-hmm. here for certain amount of days, your shit going in the trash. This is real life shit. They, nobody's gonna wait for you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna hold your hand. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hold your hand, I'm gonna pull you this way. But if you decide to run and do whatever, like I didn't help, like I had a homie that he just like repeated, repeated, just doing all type of crazy shit, doing drugs and stealing dumb shit. Like he stole some shit and was on the news in Paris, California. Ran into the motherfucking um, pizza chalet. He stole some. <laughs> I said, "Why are you stealing the city shit? They cleaning up. What are you doing with that? You riding around the city in a big ass city truck, like just just doing dumb shit." Just because, huh? Just, Just not, not, not having the drugs got his brain fried. Yeah, man, that's a whole nother issue too. Them drugs nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drugs is the biggest thing because a lot of these people wouldn't even have the heart to kill nobody if they didn't have the drugs inside their system to do it or alcohol or whatever. They wouldn't have the heart to do that shit. Yeah. But once they let that devil in, the devil like kill him, get him. Now they own it. Now you in jail, sober as hell. For the rest of your life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, damn, why did I do that shit? I love that. Thinking about sober as hell. You were out here sober. talking a good one, crazy. Man, that dudes be out here shooting people, mm-hmm. can't fight, and then you got to go to jail. You realize, oh, Come shit, on, I man. ain't never put my hands up you in my life. You ain't never putting huh? no hands on nobody. <laughs> now you in jail, finna get hands put on you. Yeah. Or put some makeup on and some Kool-Aid on your lips, one of the two. <laughs> man. That's it. Real quick, before we wrap things up, um, a question I have is, are you, you're an executive producer as well? Yeah, I do music and stuff. I, oh. used to be, I used to do music. I used to be rapping with game and all type of shit. No way. But when I got shot up, you know, you see people with, that rap about certain things and do certain things, they back the fuck up because nobody wants to get their life challenged. You right. know what I'm saying? And actually, I used to be in the game. I used to be in the studio with him all the time. I used to do all type of music videos. This this one of my artists right here, Four Block Trey. He got, got four videos block. and shit out. Yeah. Shout out. That's tight. So, you know what I'm saying?
Yeah, so I, my, I mean, my question would be, do you, let's say we get a lot of dudes that are fresh out, they're listening, they're trying to figure out a path. What would you tell them? If they can't figure it out, hit somebody up that can help you figure it out. Hit up real homies, we'll help you figure it out for sure. Because I'd rather see you doing good and trying to figure your life out rather than go back to the penitentiary or wherever it was that wasn't feeding mm-hmm. you positively. I love that, man. That's fucking amazing. That's something that we need to um, highlight more. Dude, don't feel ashamed. Fucking reach out, man. Call somebody. That's you ain't it. got. That's sometimes it. you don't have it on your own. Reach out, and it may. may you, if you don't got moms, you don't got. Come out, come wherever you. You'll find a spot, especially nowadays within reentry and 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 you know you got you got bunch of spots. There are countless of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, why not take advantage of it? Use it, and you'll be surprised of the shit that you'll come out from yeah, it. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. But shit, yeah. So man, so I appreciate the interview, taking your time, blessing us, you know. And we got again, we got the swag, we good, you know what I mean? I'm gonna send y'all some more Um, stuff too when the other when my other uh, merch come in. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll rock it. We'll definitely rock it on the pod. We'll do something. But uh, man, thank you for taking the time and uh, shit, dropping some gems. Hopefully, you know they tune in. That we've been having a good turnout, and again, shout out to all the fans, everybody commenting. Yes, um, you guys are doing us right, bro. You know, we're trying to bring you guys content, a mixture of everything. Um, this is this is you know. your, what y'all got going on right here is dope. You know, what I'm saying these guys really need this shit because mm-hmm. they need to know that they can re-enter into regular society and not have to stay in an institutionalized state of mind. You know, what I'm saying they can they can. They can be productive and they can be normal. They can mm-hmm. be regular. That part. You know, some people have a problem being that. They and that, yeah, that's the problem in itself, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and we're hoping that that with these interviews, and again, we got more of them lined up. That some, again, that may, one person may not be for you, because again, it's not a one size fits all type of deal. Right, right. So you'll find hopefully a gem sprinkled in, and, and and one of these interviews we drop, and you take it with you, and you make something happen, you know. So with that said, we're out. Again, tune in. Let's keep it going.